Uh, welcome once again, everyone, to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. <laughs> I am Dave, and I'm joined again by Nani. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, me too. It's fucking great. It's awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was seamless. That was so, such a great intro right there. We it should, was. We should, you should uh, soundboard that one and just continuously loop that intro in for all time now. That was that perfect. We should, yeah. Well, is it as good as Hatebreed? Is that your voice? That, that, yeah, that's the one. Jamie Josta. No, oh, wait, hold on. I'm not Jamie Josta. This is Donnie from Giraffes Have Black Tongues. We're here to talk about comics with D. Stu the God. And Hatebreed. I hate Dave. <laughs> Hatebreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Dave. That, How you doing? It'll never not be funny. Oh, I'm doing great now. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah, so uh, we got a great show for you guys. Got Zach Wilde well, on episode about... 322. <laughs> oh, wait. yeah. No, wait, this is <laughs> shit. I... Hold on, we have to re- we have to remember that we're not Jamie Josta. It's so all hard. Right. It's so hard, though. That's all I want in my heart of hearts. Yeah, we're just channeling Jamie Josta through our uh, podcast here. That's all I get through every day but... of podcasting. Yeah, channel yeah. my inner Jamie Josta. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll stitch something together with that intro. <laughs> that <was> perfect. Fuck <laughs> I it. Think, I think it. it works. I think it was good. The, yeah, whole thing. No more editing. The, Fuck the it. The Justin Timberlake of metal bands. Fact. That's Jamie Josta. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> is he that handsome? Oh, What's he look like? dude. He's like a a tiny little like shaved head kind of blondish guy. I haven't seen him in forever. I, I assume he hasn't gotten way fat or gross. He's like a handsome little, like, dude. Yeah, I wonder how old he is now. Maybe he's fat and old. Yeah, I have no idea, because I've been saying this about him since I, like, first heard Hatebreed back in, like, ninth or 10th grade. And NSYNC were still a thing. You were calling him the Justin Timberlake of podcasting? Because he's like like a a blonde little, like, handsome, blue-eyed dude who reminded me of, like, a a Timberlake. Because as far as, like, metal guys go, he was the only one who didn't have, like, long hair and a giant beard and shit. He should maybe he should have long hair though, right? Nah, because we we saw him in concert. Fuck that one yeah, time. we did. That time you forced me to go to a Hatebreed show with you. No, I was forcing you to go to a Cannibal Corpse show with me. Oh, uh, you didn't have to force. But Hatebreed happened to be co-headlining. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't wasn't forcing you to do anything. But yeah, it's better with the long hair at the show. I think if he tries doing like headbanging, it doesn't look as cool with short hair. It works for him. I've never seen him with actual hair before. He's always got like a super pretty shaved down buzz coat. Hmm. Anyway, speaking of hair, we read comic books where the characters also had hair. Perfect. And that was the best one yet. That was the best one yet. I was wondering where the fuck you were going with that. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, working on those transitions. <laughs> oh, Perfect. Yeah, so we did read The Walking Dead and Rat Queens. So do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's let's do it. Rat Queens! Ah, oh, that was my Josta attempt. Alright. Uh, that was only because I couldn't say Walking Dead in the same way. Alright, I'll, I'll try it later, but let's let's do the Rat Queens. Rat Queens Volume 1. Sass and Sorcery. Sass and, Sass and Sorcery. Alright, I'm, I'm done with that that's, that's way too hard to do the entire time. <laughs> I see now why he switches to the just very boring voice. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. It would, it would kill him if he kept doing that. You lose steam really, really quickly. <laughs> it's good for one soundbite an episode or something. Yeah, yeah, you maybe get, get one or two out of me, and that's about it. So this Rat Queen's book, both of these are by Image Comics, actually. Is that, is that, that's correct, right? Yes. How did you hear about Rat Queens? Uh, again, like with everything, a War Rock song. <laughs> Take it as gospel. I'll check it out. If, if War Rock writes a song about it, I'll check it out. So this podcast, are we just going through all of Adam Warrock's we're, songs? We're just, yeah, we're just going to read that anything that Warrock has ever written a song about. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. He's, he's not putting stuff out currently, though, is he? No, he, he quit the game. Oh, uh, man. So I guess this... Uh, has an expiration so, yeah, date yeah. on it then. We'll, we'll get through like... Uh-oh. Well, I mean, he used to re-release like a free song every single week. So, I mean, there's there's a long way to go still. But yeah, 17 years from now, we'll call it a day. That's when the podcast will stop after 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, this book is a, is a kind of about... It takes place in like a Lord of the Rings style world. It's uh, it's sort of like a D&D... Lord of the Rings type of uh, adventure, fantasy, fairy tale type world. Like it's supposed to be, I guess, like a medieval time sort of time frame. Mm-hmm. So it, it centers around four women. I don't understand the the teams of people. Why are there so many? They have like all these teams of four people. Yeah. So like the Rat Queens are these four women. The, the four days, which four I'm days sure we'll talk about. the greatest thing in the history of comic books. That's the sole reason I, I continue to read this book and fell in love with it was because on page like two, I see four days and I'm like, fuck yes, greatest thing to ever happen to literature. Two of them have big beards, yeah. just like our Dave yeah. on this and, podcast. And blue beards grow in mine whenever I heal someone with my magic, just like Orc Dave. Right. <laughs> Orc Dave kind of reminded me of Kratos, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got that like similar like whitish gray skin and the uh, big bald head and beard. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. But he, I, I feel like he doesn't have the personality. He's not. He's not saying like, "Read it, boy." Like I don't. I don't imagine his voice being as cool. Anyway, four Daves are pretty awesome. Oh, very awesome. They're they're the best. What were the What were the other the other teams? So the Obsidian Darkness. Is the team that immediately just gets killed off. <laughs> but they had, <laughs> yeah. they had a cool sounding name. I don't know what the hell that means, but it sounds kind of badass in metal. It's gonna be badass. It's gonna be new. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I'm keeping that one on the board. <laughs> Good call. They were the Pentuple McGum of uh, the groups, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know the name of the, the main rivalry of Hannah, that Tizzy girl. I don't know that team's name. That's the one I'm trying to think of, and I can't remember at all. So anyway, but these teams are like making up for crimes they do, which their crimes are just like they get drunk and get in bar fights, well, and then they have to make up for it. All right, so so inside of the Palisades community, it's it's like a, a bunch of mercenary uh, bounty hunter teams, because it's sort of like a medieval mm-hmm. times, and that's kind of like what they do, since none of them have any skills or shops to run, I guess. And I think it was only the punishment for the Rat Queens because they were the ones who got in the drunk fight and caused the disturbance in the town hall or in, in the middle of the city. I think the rest of them are just other mercenary groups, and that's why they all got like decent uh, scouting reports or or, uh, or missions. It's like the the one group with uh, oh. Tizzy and Bragda, 
and and Alan and the other guy, they all got a uh, uh, it was like a, a bandwagon thing where they were just going to go and raid gold. The City of Darkness had to go and clean up shit from some monsters like Trough Lair. <laughs> I forget what the four yeah. days had to do, but the queens had to go and uh, kill off a bunch of uh, orc or not orcs, but uh, trolls that had overran an area. That's how all those mercenary groups pay for all their drinks and pay for their rent and pay for all their food. Is that's what they all do for a living. So this isn't like a one-time thing. Okay. This is like every single book. They're all going out on, on various mercenary-type tasks and adventures. Okay. It seems like nobody is really from that town. I felt like all those mercenaries are from different places, and they're just living there for some reason. So I guess I guess that's what I didn't get. It just it, the town felt like everyone was visiting i guess oh i mean i don't i don't want to jump ahead but we do get some some rat queen backstory for for most of them but yeah i, I can't remember if betty but he's uh, a creature called a smidgen which is sort of like a an elf character i can't remember if she's actually from there or not but all three of the other girls they all came from different places they all have like little backstories that they actually go into later on yeah, I guess, we, well, we should talk about the Rat Queens then, like, who these people are. So, yeah, there's Betty, who is the smidgen, which is a small woman. There's Hannah, who, she's a witch or something, is that is that she's correct? She's a mage, um, I, I forget which one was the bad one, which is a good one. Her parents are necromancers, and one of them's a good guy, one oh. of them's, like, an evil one, I can't remember which is which. But yeah, yeah, that that all gets revealed later on when we meet her. Oh, her father's the good one because we meet him, I think. Oh, in in this volume or later? No, no, like later in the series. Okay, gotcha. Then there's D. What? Uh, she's a uh, she has healing powers. Yeah, that's so what that's what that I kind of call it, like a D and D type of uh, story because like they all are similar to like D and D characters. Like Betty's the smidgen who's kind of like a thief character. Hannah mm-hmm. is the uh, one with like spells and stuff. She is like a, uh, she's from a, a place where they like worship a giant brain controlling squid. And she's also a healer. And she's like the only one of her people to like leave the squid's control and like uh, go and venture out. And then Vivian is a uh, dwarf uh, warrior fighter. I think it's Violet. Oh, Violet. Shit, yeah. Never mind. Violet is that. And uh, the dwarf people. They have a tradition where they never shave their beard, including the woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but she grows a badass red beard later on. I was going to ask if she actually does grow that, so yeah. Because she makes the line it. when she's at the party about how it's now like a, a trendy thing for like the younger troll girls to shave their beards. I think dwarf. Yeah, fuck. Dwarf, dwarf girls <laughs> to shave their beards. And so she's like, I started right. this trend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop it now. It's, it's no longer cool. So later on, she does grow it back out. Okay, I see. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of beard talk in this book. That's, that's why I love it so much. The four Daves mentioned the beard championships in the first issue. I bet Orc Dave would win it with those blue beard, bluebirds. Yeah, he probably would. If you have things living in your beard, then I think probably you would win your beard's good enough to be a home that's true anyway they when they get sent out on an assignment somebody hired assassins to kill all of these groups so like you said the obsidian darkness they got they get killed by these assassins and then the other team of girls like half their team gets killed by them and they end up 
being saved by the Rat Queens, because the Rat Queens end up getting the best of this guy, and a troll smashes him, which is pretty awesome. But these assassins look really cool. I, I like the ninja costumes that they are wearing. They look pretty awesome. Yeah, like head to toe, all black robes. Yeah, and then, giant and then swords. later on when they actually take off the mask, the one he looks pretty awesome with all those like face tats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then he gets uh, smashed immediately by a big, big hammer. And the the trolls are very, very fat, ugly things. So I guess they're very different from dwarves in this one. Yeah, they're they're like the only ones that aren't. I don't know if you call it like Social. a race or, or a group of uh, creatures that interact and like live inside palisades. Like there's orcs and there's like trolls and elves that all live there and work together and hang out. But for whatever reason, the trolls are the only ones that don't. Well, I think the trolls are just kind of more like animals, but I guess they date too. Well, yeah, they they all talked. Yeah, they talk and they date each other and shit. So. Maybe they're just dicks. That's what I think. That could be. I don't remember if Brogda's a troll or not, because they, they do know her by her, like, nickname, the Bastard. But I, don't, I can't remember if she's one of them or not. I can't remember what she is. She looks like Orc Dave, so I think she's an yeah, orc. Yeah, I couldn't remember if maybe she was an orc or not, yeah. Because they, they both have, like, the orcs have no nose, and they just have, like, holes where their nose should be. So that's how I tell them apart. So they both had that, so I figured they were the same. So I thought she was an orc. That could be them. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of that troll, when the Rat Queens kill a troll, and then they return to Palisades, the troll's girlfriend comes, you know, follows them there, and then they're fighting the the troll army, I guess. One of the four Daves, I, I don't know which Dave this is, but he has a magic stick that can project porn to distract the orcs. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Which which Dave was that? Do you do you know his name? Dave. <laughs> well, which Dave? I mean, do they have they have like a So, uh, I don't know. I mean, he was one okay, of the tiger ones. He was he was the dwarf or the mage Dave. There's warrior Dave who's their leader, there's orc Dave who's their healer, and then they also have a the other two are both like tinier creatures. So I assume one is a troll and one is like a, a smidgen, maybe. But one of them is supposed to be a, a mage, like magician type character, and the other one is a thief character. So I assume that was probably the mage one. I think for the most part, okay. every every single team that's in this, they all have that same sort of core lineup situation, where where it's a, a magician, a fighter, a healer, and then mm-hmm. a uh, thief type character. Okay, gotcha. So they're following the the rules of team ups then. Yeah, yeah. You now you gotta have your bruiser. You gotta have a healer, right? Yep. If only they had flyers. That's all they need. And telepaths. Then we'd have an X Men situation. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, they're you know they're they're trying to solve a mystery of who is uh, trying to kill them all, and uh, you know they make a little progress on that. So we follow them while they do this. Or any other thing you want to talk about with this? Similar to like sex criminals with the uh, like constant dick talk humor, which is another part of why I love it. I think <laughs> dick jokes. Yeah, constant. Well, mostly tit jokes in this one though. Yeah, true. It's like uh the Wade Boggs woman edition. That's right. Yeah, but Orc Dave is the greatest character of all time. That's all I I really wanted to prove with this. I liked Orc Dave a lot. I like the four Daves. They were funny. Yeah, they're awesome. 
Yeah, I, I didn't have like too, too many notes about it. I thought the story was pretty straightforward. And I think we talked about most of the things that, that we that I want to talk about. But uh, I did have one more thing, which was uh, Sweet D's social anxiety when she's at that party. She was just sitting there reading her book instead of partying. She's sitting there reading her book, talking herself into calming down and everything. And I don't, I don't get how she would have this kind of social anxiety when she's living that mercenary lifestyle. I thought that was very strange. I think she was doing that so that she could just sneak away to read through all the uh, scrolls that they found. Oh, really? I don't know. Maybe? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Th- all right. Because she does, that's what she does. Unlike the other three, she doesn't sleep around because she's, later on, you'll, you'll learn stuff about why. Okay. There's reasons. So she she doesn't like whoring it up? Right. That's lame. The other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Betty's, like, packed lunch that she brings when they go on the mission. Oh, yeah. It's just nothing but uh, candy and drugs. I mean, that's the essentials, right? She's got the main food groups in there. Anytime she's, like, making any kind of uh, meal, like, later on she's making mixed drinks at the party and she's uh, mixing candy and alcohol. It's always candy and drugs and alcohol. That's all she ever talks about. She's the best. I love that character. She knows her hobbies. So that's good. Yes. I can respect that. That's all I had about this book. I didn't have too, too many things to talk about, but did you have anything else? Not really. I mean, this is a solid intro to just like be acquainted with all the characters. It picks up a lot more later. Like I said, there's, there's actual backstories for, for all the actual Queens. Oh, we did, we did see Barry. Barry makes an appearance in this one by his twin brother. And later on, in future issues, he comes back and he's a bit of a thorn in her side. Yeah, I mean, that's all it was. It was just a big, solid intro. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Does its job, introduces us to the Rat Queens, and that's what we were looking for. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I got through it pretty quickly, so it was a, it's an easy read, so I'd recommend it. Like I've said on the here before, I'm a fan of it, so yeah, I definitely think it's something you should all check out and get into. Well, all right then. You ready to move on, then? Yeah. Walking Dead time. So, Walking Dead, book 14. <laughs> I didn't think you could do that one in that voice, but oh man, you nailed it. Yeah, I think, I think I've think i been practicing a little bit here. So I, I read this comic series before, and uh, you know I got pretty far into it, and I stopped about, I guess a couple years ago, uh, just because I got caught up and just forgot to keep up with it. But the very first issue of this book, I read, like I remembered it very clearly, and then the other issues I did not read, so this is like the perfect place to pick up for me. That's nice, huh? Yeah, this book starts with Negan bringing the head of Alpha back to Alexandria. If you guys watch the show, the end of last season, they just captured Negan. They they finally got him, probably will put him in jail and shit like that. And they've they've shown in the trailers for the new season. They've already they're they've got the whispers in the trailers, so so those are coming too. So you'll know what that shit is. Yeah, this is kind of going in the same direction as the show will be going. Well, eh, I don't know if it's going in the same direction, but it's like the same kind of plot points. So we're gonna meet the whispers in the show which is what we're reading about now. But yeah, Negan gets out of that jail eventually, and just, instead of killing everyone, he just goes to the Whisperers, uh, gets in with them, and then their Alpha, which was their leader, uh, he just cuts off her head and brings it back to Rick to try to make good with Rick. 
So he seems to be trying to turn over a new leaf, but who knows if we can trust him. All right. Well, anyway, what did you think about this book? Do you have any anything you want to talk about specifically? Yeah, I mean, if you're familiar with Megan from the show or from the books, like Donnie was saying, this one is the first one where they ever actually try to like paint him in a like human light. Like, there's lots of moments where he's actually like getting upset and emotional and like having moments of clarity and like realizing what a complete scumbag he was for such a long time. It's really weird to see him like actually trying to be sort of decent to, to others and stuff. It's weird. He eventually gets Lucille, his barbed wire wrapped baseball bat, back from Dwight, and he's uh, hitting Beta with it, and it eventually breaks, and he's very upset about how Lucille broke, and we find out it's because he named Lucille after his wife, who died of cancer right before the zombie outbreak. And that's why he was so attached to the baseball bat. It wasn't just for, you know, some weird, sick reason. It was for, you know, he never got a chance to properly mourn for his wife. So, yeah, very human character. Yeah, like that that's the most uh, revealing part about his uh, character that they've ever dived into in, in this so far. Yeah, for sure. Also, they had a, a book about just Negan's backstory. Uh, it was like a, one of those specials or whatever, and I happened to read that just because I was curious after I finished book 14. I think I, I saw it somewhere. So I did read about Negan's backstory. So it does show you all that, like how uh, his wife gets cancer, and he, you know, just with her in the hospital when the outbreak happens. Then she turns into a zombie, and he's traveling around and eventually meets the saviors and be- starts that whole group. Okay, because I was going to ask how you know that she died of cancer beforehand, because in the book, they don't, in this issue, they don't mention that. So it, it, it sort of seemed like uh, she had turned, and he was too, he thought he was too cowardly to, to be able to, like, put her out of her misery and end her. It seemed like he had to have someone else do it for her. I thought that's what he was kind of saying when he was having that moment of, like, reflection in that. Yeah, that is why, like, he wasn't able to put his wife out of her misery when she turned into a zombie and he, he asked some kid to do it. Some other person in the hospital did it for him. Uh, so I think he felt guilty about that because he wasn't able to go in and do it himself. And it, you know, eventually it shows Negan in his travels and how he went with different groups and people in his group kept dying. So he started hating people because he saw them as being very weak because they keep dying and which he kind of mentions in this book as well. So that's kind of where that comes from. So you can see a little more about why he's saying that. And the other thing about that book is that they showed Negan like before everything happened, and his job was that he was a gym teacher, and he wanted to be a cool teacher, so he'd, he would always say fuck and shit to the kids. Like He would just <laughs> say a lot of bad words to the students. I, I, so, I, can't remember, to be cool. I can't remember why I knew he was a gym teacher, but I, I did know that about him from somewhere. I don't know if it was from you. Did you read that a long time ago and tell me about it? No, this is the first time I, I just learned about that when I read it. So it wasn't from me. Oh man, I can't remember where it was then. This was news for me. But yeah, <laughs> I can I can picture it too. Yeah, it, it works. You know, he, he's a he's a big guy. Gives him a little bit of leadership training. You know what I mean? Like controlling a class, so he can control the people later on in the savior. So it makes sense. Oh, and uh, one more thing about. Negan, as we've talked about this before, but Negan's going to be in Tekken 7. Yeah, yeah. Which I think 
is very weird, and I would do it. I would play it. Yeah, I mean, he has to have the seal as his weapon in that. Oh, of course. I mean, why would you have him without Lucille? So, so when you do that weird, I can't remember how you do it, but it's like right before you die, you get that special little like artwork fight move thing, like special move. I think it's called Rage Arts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you get that thing. I really hope his is he takes the iron and burns half of your face with it. Oh yeah, that'd be fucking, <laughs> that'd be fucking awesome. Cool. That'd be so badass. Well, I would think it would be you put the other player on their knees and like smash Lucille over the head like Glenn style. I feel like that would be pretty easy to pull off in the fighting game. Yeah, like I, I assume that is probably when he uses Lucille if it's not a uh, regular uh, part of his attack. Like, yeah, I would assume it's some kind of execution or something like that, which is which would be pretty brutal. But with Negan in Tekken 7, hopefully he also appears in Super Smash Brothers. I'd be excited about that. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, love so too. Him and Waluigi. That's what we've all been wanting. Yep. <laughs> I want to see Negan versus Waluigi, <laughs> and then I'd be happy. That's the dream match right there. I only brought up the Tekken 7 thing to talk about Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Yeah. All right, anyway. So, moving on from Negan, I also had in my notes, Jesus is gay. Oh, was that not revealed yet? Uh, no, no, I, didn't no I thought it. it was already revealed. Because uh, there was Aaron's not the first guy that he was like interested in i thought or, or maybe he just mentioned it to someone at some point who else was he interested in well maybe maybe it was it had to be someone at the hilltop or maybe maybe he wasn't hmm. actually like with the guy but i think he mentions it at some point in time to someone oh because they think that he and maggie are like interested in each other and he tells whoever was like implying that that no no i'm gay oh okay i I don't remember that, but maybe it happened. I, oh, it's been a while since I've read the previous books, so... Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I thought that was a thing that was known for a while now. Possibly. Not by me, though. So, then, let's talk about Carl for a minute here. Carl is dating uh, Lydia. Lydia is Alpha's daughter. Right, right. So she came from the Whispers and decided to live at Alexandria and all that. And, and that, that happened in the previous issues, and that's kind of what started the entire war between all the regular people and the Whispers. Right, so it's kind of a Romeo and Juliet type of thing that they're doing. So Lydia keeps saying, like, oh, Carl, I don't love you. And she's, she's just saying all these, like, shitty things to him. But there was one panel where they're sleeping in the same bed, and just middle of the night, Carl gets up, and, you know, he stands up and quietly puts his jacket on. And it reminded me a lot of It's Always Sunny during the dentist system, where he slinks off into the night, never to be heard from again, where he separates entirely. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking with that. I thought he was dentisting her, but it, it turns out he's not, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no chance. He's hooked. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Speaking of Carl, though, I pulled a couple of clips here. Clips from the book? No, yeah, from the book. <laughs> i tried to find uh clips of rick saying everyone's names and i got very bored very quickly and i just pulled carl <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't really pronounce it correctly it's like car he doesn't really pronounce the l when he does that carl <laughs> but that's about all i had about carl i just thought that was funny all right so what else what else happens in this book i mean there's, there's quite a few things 
The Whisperers attack. Yeah, with an ocean of zombies. Millions of zombies, Rick estimates. And stupid-ass Dwight thought he killed about a hundred or so and took care of them. He came back to Alexandria bragging that, no worry, Whisperers are all dead. We got them, except Beta. What a dumbass. <laughs> Hundreds. <laughs> I saw thousands. Millions. <laughs> Shit like that. Speaking of Beta, I tried to find Rick saying Beta from the show. I couldn't find Rick, but no, I found... haven't yet, would it? No, no, but I, I found someone else who said Beta's name, well, so oh, I'm going to really? play that for they you. They actually know their names in the show now? Yeah, listen to it. You're a soy boy Beta cuck. <laughs> hmm. Do you know who that is? No. That's uh, D from that Wade Boggs episode of uh, All Woman. Oh, she just said Beta cock? No, you're a soy boy Beta cuck. Oh. You, you don't remember that? She was saying that to the guy in the plane? Stewardist. Yeah, the steward on the plane. All right, anyway. Wait, so Beta's not on the show yet? No, he's coming on the show. And he's going to be played by Ryan Hurst. Fucking Gary Bertier, the star linebacker from Remember the Titans. And then Opie from Sons of Anarchy. But most importantly, Remember the Titans. Wait, what else was he in? Uh, an episode of SVU where he was fucking his twin sister, played by Rose McGowan. <laughs> and, uh... Well... Nothing else that I can remember. That's all that... That's all the important stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty heavy episode of SVU, then. I guess they all are. <laughs> For the most part. Right. Anyway, back to this thing. The ocean of zombies. You know, that eventually comes back. Dwight infiltrates the Whispers by wearing their skin suits. Yeah, that, that was actually an awesome idea. Like, they somehow knew who the Whispers were, and they pick off the Whispers and then just steal their uh, dead skin suits. And then they infiltrate the uh, ocean of zombies and slowly pick off all the whispers one by one before taking out the uh, herd of walkers. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's a good plan. But during those parts, I could not tell who was who at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, hopefully hopefully that's Dwight killing someone and not someone killing Dwight. Like, you really can't tell because they're wearing those fucking skin suits. Yeah, keeps the suspense up that way. Yeah, that's true. You don't know who's who. You don't know what's what. But after they pick off the Whisperers, I think Beta still gets away. So Beta is still at large at the end of these books here. Uh, but he's injured. People keep trying to help him, and he keeps saying, no, I'm not a soy boy Beta cuck. I can do it by myself. But I won't change my name to Alpha, and I'll still be Beta. There'll never be another Alpha, because he was in love <laughs> with Alpha. He's trying to adventure. I think Sweet D is right, though. I think he's a soy boy Beta cuck. Because he won't even take the alpha name when he has earned it. What the fuck does a soy, soy boy beta cock mean? Soy is in like a vegetarian? Yeah, like you know, people who only, they drink soy milk, beta, you know, you know, beta, and cuck. Oh, like he's a cuckold, dude. Yeah, like cuckold, yeah. So that's, that's what the kids are saying these days. Soy boy beta cuck. If you go on Reddit, you'll see these oh. terms thrown around a lot. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so this it's it's kind of like saying uh, lit AF, but for insulting people, so. I need to be more woke on my uh, cuckold slang terms. Oh, woke. Good language. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so he, you know, he won't take over as leader fully, I feel like, just because he won't take that name. They established this culture, and then he's not really following it. I think Alpha would have wanted him to take that name. I mean, maybe Alpha would have wanted her uh, 
proceed to take it over. Maybe that's why they decided to try to like steal her back. She was kind of very distant with her daughter, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, because that's the Walker way, man. You gotta blend in completely or yeah. else they'll turn on you. Also, they burned down the entire hilltop trying to get Lydia back. That's right. Yeah, you know, I, I actually forgot about the hilltop for some somehow. Hmm. I don't know how I forgot that. Yeah, they set it on fire, so they were able to do that because Rick borrowed soldiers from all these different places, uh, from the hilltop and from the kingdom. And they tried to borrow soldiers from the saviors, but the saviors are still dicks, so they didn't follow orders or anything like that. Yeah, the saviors basically declared war on all the other communities by not helping out. Yeah, what a bunch of assholes. It's like they didn't learn. I, so Sherry was uh, Dwight's wife, right? And she was the one who uh, then started banging Negan and, and they had sex again. And that's why he got the, the face melting. Right, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then how did she become the leader after Negan got captured? That part I don't remember. She was just like, oh, well, I'm in charge now. And everyone was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I sucked his dick, so now I'm in charge. Okay, F- fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, sure. It doesn't, yeah, if the king is killed, like the power doesn't go to the queen, does it? We go to the. I don't know how fucking British prince. things work. <laughs> just British things. <laughs> Royal tea things. All of them. Parliament. British listeners out there, at Giraffes HPT Pod, let us know how your uh, government systems work. Uh, it's called monarchy i think we want to get we want to get woke to your patriarchies monarchies whatever the fuck you said they were okay anyway so yeah sherry is the leader of the saviors and a little bit later she uh comes with the saviors to try and threaten rick into what did they want again they wanted to be separate they just wanted out of the community yeah and rick was like no fuck well no he didn't say no fuck you but he was resistant about them leaving for some reason which i'm not sure exactly why dictator <laughs> who rick yeah he's going on a power trip he wants to control everyone and <laughs> i guess that's it also we learn what an amazing like so i picture at the end of this series like uh, i don't know if it's gonna end like uh Shaun of the dead style where they just all interact and like live and hang out with zombies or if it's just going to be like they kill them all off and everyone's safe and they go back to like living normal lives. But I picture if Negan survives, he's going to be a, a Tony Robbins-style motivational speaker. Because that speech he gave to the <laughs> saviors to like get them to like back down after they found out Sherry had died and they're like John was aiming a gun right at Rick's head. Like he he defused mm-hmm. that situation in such a way with this amazing speech talking about what an absolute piece of shit leader he was. And how fucking stupid they are to want to like go back to a system like his and just what a great guy Rick was for not just murdering the fuck out of every single one of them for coming into Alexandria with guns drawn ready to go to war. Like what a what an amazing yeah. speaker he is. I, I think that's why everyone followed him at first. Yeah, I like I like when he uh was like, okay, so Step forward if you want me to be a leader again. Yeah, and, and then like the one guy steps forward. Oh shit! What was his name? Like, uh, oh fuck, um, Marty or, or I, Matt? I don't remember his but name. He was some other dude who had a, a face half burned because clearly he went back to his wife after Negan had started uh, claiming her, and right. he just punches him in the face. He's like, "You dumb fuck!" Makes him cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Don't don't be an asshole like this guy." 
And he, in that speech, he also talks, he's, he uses a foot-fucking analogy. Yeah, like I, I wrote down the two uh, things that he said. He had a foot-fucking analogy in that one. He's like, I'm not the only one who fucks feet, am I? There was that one, and then also when he's, uh, earlier on, when he's talking about how none of us really know, like, what happens to the dead or people when they turn to the dead. He's like, it could just be an mm-hmm. ever, a never-ending Neil Young concert. How badass would that be? Like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't be that cool, dude. He was making a lot of good references. He, when he got Lucille back, he said that Lucille is his Excalibur, his Invincibility Star, and his Spinach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's making a shitload of references in this book. <laughs> it's good shit. I like Negan. I think he, he's an interesting character. It's a class act. For sure. Oh, yeah, and he saved Rick's life. And they got trapped in a house together while the Horde was uh, overrunning Alexandria. And they became best friends, reluctantly. Rick wasn't happy about it, but Negan keeps pointing out how similar and alike they are. And eventually the two of them like do a super buddy team up and like clear a bunch of the walkers from the town. Protecting each other like bros would. They're like Batman and Robin. Yeah, Batman and Superman are uh, <laughs> another great dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're they're like uh, Mario and Luigi. Waluigi and Wario. Come on, man. Oh, uh, yeah, like, true. They're like Waluigi and all those fucking shitty Smash Brother fans of the world on the internet that cry <laughs> about him being too shitty to be in a game when they have a thousand better characters <laughs> to pick and choose from. Fuck every one of you. Fuck that series. <laughs> so stupid. Hopefully Negan's in there. Stupid. Yeah. I can't wait. I am going to buy it immediately for Negan, though. Fact. Rick and Negan are like the ice climbers. Mm. That's a thing. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they're like them. We talked about that on the other yeah, episode. It's I, the, I thought it was uh, a single brothers. guy. I didn't know it was a duo. No, it's a duo. Oh, fuck. They're, 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 they're a lot like Rick and Negan in the way they work together. Like, reluctantly at first, because one of them broke one's leg and like he's crippled for life now. But then they learn that they're like a lot more alike when, than he wants to admit. And they become BFFs. Yeah, even though one hit his best friend in the head with a baseball bat and barbed wire ex- execution <laughs> style, but they still eventually work together to climb mountains and uh, to fight Waluigi in Smash. Oh, man. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Good analogy. Perfect. <laughs> These are great observations we're making. We're killing the podcast game here tonight. Fuck yeah. This, this is fucking gold. <laughs> All right, anyway, I think there's one more point I want to talk about um, uh, from this book. Andrea? We haven't mentioned yeah, that at all. Okay, I was, gonna, I was hoping you didn't forget that part. No, definitely not. I was saving that for the end. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No. All right. So when that ocean of zombies, the real ocean of millions of them, uh, come along, they decide they're going to lure the zombies into the actual ocean to make a literal ocean of zombies there's so much ocean talk in this by the way andrea and eugene are helping lure these zombies you know just like small groups at a time into the water and eventually they get surrounded and andrea goes to save eugene and she gets bit in the neck so you know obviously she has very little time left yeah so she goes back and uh compared to like 99% of the other times that someone in this series gets 
bit or scratched and gets turned. Like, she had yeah. a fucking day and a half to fucking draw out her death when everyone else just immediately turns. And she got it in the neck. It wasn't like they got her on, like, a, the finger or something, which made fucking zero sense. It was stupid how long she uh, drew out her death for. Yeah, that was really weird. Yeah, especially with the neck. Like, that's, uh, it's like your jugular. Isn't that, like, your biggest vein yeah. in your fucking body or something? It's huge. How'd you... How did she not really... She wasn't really bleeding at all, either, it didn't look like. Oh, because they put that tiny little band-aid on her. Yeah, I guess it is. she had the band-aid, luckily, so it totally stopped her jugular yeah. from bleeding out. That's how band-aids work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But where she got bit, like, on the neck there, I'm surprised she even made it back to Alexandria. You know, you would think she would have died way before that. Oh, yeah, I would have knifed her in the skull right then and there. Yeah, like, before you even see the bite. Yeah, <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. Better safe than sorry, I always say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she made it back to Alexandria, and so she's lying in bed for a while, which, like you said, probably like a day and a half or something, because they just have panel after panel of everybody coming and saying their goodbyes. Yeah, she had a very, very drawn-out death, and, you know, Rick's feeling depressed about it. He uh, is talking to Andrea, saying, like, oh, I can't do it. You know, what am I going to do? And then, you know, she's saying, you have to go on. You have to keep going. You have to be a leader and all that. Eventually, she finally dies and becomes a zombie, where Rick is thinking about just letting zombie Andrea eat him. So, yeah, Rick's, Rick's going through some stuff in this one. Yeah, he's sad. He's very sad. Because on top of it, he also just murdered Sherry, so he's got that weight on him as well. And like Dwight, so so Dwight has been his like number one uh, guy for for a while now, ever since he kind of took over and beat the saviors and stuff. But they are so heavily implying that Dwight is gonna like turn on him in the very near future. And I I think this is the last book that I've read, so I, I don't know if any any. Bad blood happens to form between the two of them, but man, they just keep making every every page. What is just giving him like the dirtiest of looks after he killed Sherry? It's it's super heavily implied that like shit is going to go down between the two of them. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think he's going to eventually lead the saviors and pull some shit. But I haven't read ahead either, so I guess we'll find out. So this book ends with. Uh, you know, Andrea dying, Rick eventually stabs her in the head to put her out of her misery, so she's not a zombie anymore. They bury her, and uh, the end of this book is Rick, being unable to sleep, goes out to the grave and just sleeps on top of Andrea's grave. Yeah. So definitely having problems then. And I haven't read ahead either, and I, I want to, but I feel like we should do book 15 uh, after it comes out, yeah, I think yeah. it comes out this I've month. I've got it on hold already at the library. I think I think when I, I checked it out on the website, I think it's the end of this month is when they get it. So I think we'll have to get back into this book and get caught up with Walking Dead as well because I, I'm interested. I want to know what happens next. Yeah, I'm I read them. In. I read them every time when they come out. I, mean, I can get them from the library. So yeah, I'll definitely check it out again. Yeah, I read them from the library too. Yeah, wink. Mm. <laughs> so uh, one other thing that we didn't really mention which is kind of important so um, everyone in Alexandria they're, they're trying to fend off 
the, the waves of the zombies when they're they're coming in and they're kind of like crushing into the gate and they just keep pushing through and the gate gives way and uh, they get swarmed so everyone runs to try to hide and Rick falls and uh, he can't get up and he's about to get killed and Negan saves his fucking life and that's where their romance like first starts Negan saves him to prove to Rick that like he's changed he's a good dude now yeah, and that, that comes back to Negan calling everyone weak, because everyone else keeps running away, but he came back. He was the only one to, to uh, help Rick during this time while everybody was running for their lives. Yeah, and he keeps he keeps mentioning it and calling everyone out for being pussies the entire time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's, a, there's more backstory about that in the uh, Negan special, like I said, so check that one out too. Hmm. So I read it. I will. I mean, it's very simple. It's just the people he's with keep dying, so then he eventually becomes very resentful of it, about how weak everyone is. So, pretty simple explanation. But anyway, I would, yeah, I definitely recommend this book. I, I enjoyed these comics a lot more than I've enjoyed the show the past, you know, what, it was a year or two I didn't read the comics, so I've enjoyed it a lot more than the show. Uh, yeah, I gave up on the show a long, long time yeah. ago, so, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more as well. Actually, do you still read these? Well, yeah, if you still read them and not watch the show, then I guess, obviously, right? Yeah. But yeah, the show's coming back uh, this week, so I'll watch it and I'll tell you what I think. Rick dying, I want to see that happening. And then I, yeah, I wonder where they go after that. It's going to be so fucking far off from the books at that point in time. I know. They, they already killed off Coral, and if they kill off Rick, then... I mean, this this whole book... It was all Rick and Carl and Negan. That was like all this book was, basically. So I don't know what the fuck they're going to do in the show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those are the only characters we really care about. I mean, even, I mean, Andrea, you know, she dies in it, but we didn't really follow her at all until she got bit. You know, it's, it's, it's all Rick and it's all Carl and, and of course, Negan. So I don't know. It'll probably, in the show, I'm going to guess it's going to be Daryl. And Michonne. Yeah, probably. Carol. I think Carol is Carol. I don't I don't remember if Carol's alive in that oh, show oh, right shit. now. She maybe she is. I think she was living at the kingdom, maybe. And who else was I mean, Jesus is alive. Morgan went to the other show, right? Didn't he? Yeah, Morgan went to the uh Fear the Walking Dead, which I thought what they were gonna do to compensate for Rick and everyone dying was bring the Fear the Walking Dead people over. Because during that whole series, or during this whole season in Fear the Walking Dead, Morgan's like, oh, we gotta go back to, gotta go back to Alexandria. Oh, really? He keeps name-dropping it? <laughs> he keeps name-dropping Alexandria. But I finished it up last night, I watched the season finale, and they decide to stay uh, where they are. So I guess they're not coming to the other show. So I have no fucking idea what what's gonna happen next. I think the last time I watched the show... Morgan left Alexandria because he was sad about something, and that's when he went to the kingdom. I think he went to the kingdom, and maybe maybe he banged Carol. I can't remember, though. Or maybe they didn't bang, but they were bonding. Hmm, cool. Yeah, and that, that Walking Dead game, I'm, I'm the Telltale one. The canceled Telltale series? Well, they, they suspended the 
orders. So it's it's still listed. Because they, they fired everyone that works for Telltale. <laughs> and so, yeah, they, they had to tell, like, all the PlayStation and, like, Xbox Live marketplaces to, to cancel yeah. those because they're not sure if they're ever going to make them. Dude, that shit's pretty crazy. I, I really want to play it now that they took it away. Maybe this is a marketing thing because now I'm really interested. Because <laughs> now I want to play like chapter one <laughs> and have zero conclusion to it. Well, no, no, because chapter two released the day that they pulled everything. Right. So I don't know how long it was actually available for. Probably a couple of hours, but yeah, so I guess you could actually have chapter two as well. If you got the season pass, you would be able to have those first two chapters. But as it stands now, you can't even buy it. Like it's still listed, but it's it's not available to purchase. So I, I checked that this morning. I, I'm I'm really curious about like the series that are going to be going forward. Like the Batman series, I just finished playing the second one of that, and that one I've actually been enjoying yeah. a lot. I mean, I, I love any of those games for the most part that they have, but the Batman one has been really fun to play. And uh, the Guardians one was garbage. Uh, fuck that one, but I like the Batman. <laughs> so you just said he loved all of them, Except, but then fuck Guardians. Yeah, well, the Guardians one was pure garbage. <laughs> fuck that one. But I mean, like, what's what's the Guardians? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I, I couldn't think of what that was. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, I guess I I guess I fell off a lot of these ones. It, you, yeah, you're not missing anything with that one. I saw that they were thinking about doing a Stranger Things one. Oh, that'd be awesome. Which, that'd be so much fun. That would be awesome. Yeah, I read an article about what's going on with it, and they, they mentioned, like, oh, they were thinking about doing a Stranger Things thing. They were in talks with Netflix about doing it. And then they fired their entire staff, and were like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, so I guess uh, not doing that, but, I mean, maybe someone else will step in and do some that type yeah, of storytelling Yeah, there was an article game. about how someone, a couple people were interested in, like, buying the, uh, like, licensed franchises that they've got, so I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen if anything happens with any of those but yeah that sucks because those those were fun games yeah especially that first walking dead game that was a exciting thing every month when that new chapter would come out yeah you're just like fuck yeah we're gonna play the shit out of this yeah fucking lee lovely i wish they didn't kill lee they should have killed clementine instead (laughs) i I liked lee a lot better i don't know clementine was kind of badass at the uh that's yeah. the, that one with Michael Madsen. Uh, I think that's... Uh, shit, is that number two or three? How many are there? Are there four? The fourth one is the one that just got uh, canceled? I think there's... I think it's the third one, but I'm not I'm not totally sure. Oh, because... I think they had just this one and episode two and... No, season two, season one. All right, so the, then it had to be the second one. But, like, it's Kenny. Kenny and uh, uh, Clementine, they, they end up back together... And they're in this new group, and they randomly end up at like this uh, sort of like a, a super Walmart superstore type of thing. And Kumail Nagiani plays a character in it, who's one of the like prisoners in it. And Michael Madsen is the leader of it. Eventually, Clementine and Kenny just murder him, and then Kenny eventually dies. Oh, really? Wait, hold on. I, no, I definitely got to check. Oh, okay. I so there was three. four seasons. Yeah, because number two is it's her as a little girl, like struggling with Lee's death. And then number three, she's a little bit older yeah. and like protecting a baby. Oh shit. I think I didn't finish episode three. So maybe I need to play that. I, you can't. Well no, you can buy it on disc still. You can't buy it in the marketplace. Well not not the final episode, the episode three. Yeah, yeah, you can buy that one on disc. 
I, I imagine they've removed those from the marketplace, probably. Why would they remove those ones, though? I don't know, because it's canceled? <laughs> I, I wouldn't think that the older ones are still available, though. I would think that they clear them out when the hmm. new seasons drop. They expect you to just buy them on, like, disc. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I already okay. bought them all, so I don't ever search for them again. I, I did see that episode one is available on the Switch store. Oh. Or season one, rather. So I guess you can still play that one there, but it, the other two are not on Switch. There probably won't be at this point. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've all been released on discs, so you can just get those if you want to check them out. Oh, dude, it's too, it's too bad you're not here and don't have, like, uh, Xbox or PlayStation Gold, because every Telltale game, it's always, like, released as a uh, the, the free game of the month lately, because I used to buy them all, mm-hmm. and then, like, a month later, they would just release yeah. them on there, and I'd get so pissed off because I just paid for them all. The other one you could probably skip is the uh, Game of Thrones one. It was okay. It wasn't that good, though. You know, I, I haven't gotten past season one of Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Uh, the TV show. Yeah, really. Wow. I tried watching season one twice, and I just I just couldn't get myself into it. I think uh, I, I have a theory about why, actually. I think that if something takes place in the past, it, it, I don't care that much about it. I think that's what it is. Like, it has to be really, really... Yeah, I don't know. If, if something's in the past, I don't, I don't tend to give a fuck. You liked Vikings for a while. I, I yeah, but I lost interest eventually. I mean, still it happened. I, I watched like season two of Vikings, and I didn't watch anything after that. Oh man! But it's a ton of violence and just murder and like brutality. I mean, it's right up your alley. Nudity. Oh well, well, not on Vikings. But uh, yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, lots. Is. Lots of dicks Walking. flying around. Dick for days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I just couldn't get it. My get. I I couldn't get myself into it. Okay. So anyway, I guess uh, that's it for Walking Dead fever then. Oh, and uh, one more thing about uh, you know that I started watching lately. Did you know that there's a uh, The Purge TV show that came out? I, I've seen the commercials for it. But, uh, yeah, I haven't watched it or anything. I think it's better than the movies have been. I think the movies usually fall <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, flat. that's not that hard, though. <laughs> yeah, true. So it's definitely better than the movies, but I think that they're kind of fucking up, because it's, it's like ten episodes that takes place in one night, which I think is the wrong move. I think what they should do is they should do it like Black Mirror style. You know, like every episode you follow different people on a purge night. And I think it'd be much more entertaining that way. So you just get like shorter stories. I don't know why they keep fucking up the purge. How come no one can get this idea right? It's a really good idea, but just nobody executes it correctly, I feel. I mean, the first one was okay-ish, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember it. I thought the first one was disappointing. Because it's like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, the whole country, no rules and everything. And then they just follow people who lock themselves in their house and try not to participate in it. Yeah, but Ethan Hawke was in it. I suppose he was, but he wasn't trying to kill people. But he eventually was forced to to save his family. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I don't know what I want from that series, but whatever they've put out has not really been it. The TV show is fine, but again, I think shorter stories would be better. 
because those other movies are just campy as fuck and they don't take themselves seriously at all yeah i haven't i haven't seen any of the other ones besides the first i I know i watched the second one because i think that dude from the strain is in it and i can't remember his name i thought you didn't like the strain you watched the strain i watched one or two seasons of the strain and then i got bored fuck you how did you get bored with the strain that show is fucking amazing I liked it when it first came out, but then the second season fucking was pissing me off how slow it was going and how fucking stupid everyone looked. Man, that show is awesome. I love that show. I I really liked the first season. Hold on, I'm, I want to look up this guy. Corey Stahl, like the bald main guy from the, uh, the Ant-Man movie? Not the bald guy. Hold on a second. I'll know his face. Not the old guy? Not the old guy. It's, uh... Not Kevin Dorman? But there was some guy who was like a mercenary or a hunter or something. Was that Kevin Dorman? He he was the uh, pest control guy. Yeah, then that's the one then. Was he in The Purge? Anarchy? I don't know. I think that's one of the ones I didn't see. Alright, never mind. Fuck it. He was in Voltron too, I saw. That's cool. Oh, is he? I, I haven't seen the... I haven't watched the newest He's season a, Yeah, yet. I think it's one of the newer ones. <laughs> so, there you go. The Strain. Wait, who is he in Voltron? Uh, I closed IMDb. <laughs> oh, I thought you actually had like watched it and saw him. No, I just saw it next to The Strain on IMDb. Ah, cool. Everyone go watch The Strain. Yeah. How many seasons are there? Is there like four. two or three? Jesus, four? Fuck yeah, four. Oh my goodness. That piece of shit cunt Zach never gets what he deserved the entire time. That's what pissed me off so much about that show. Really? Yeah, that shitty little kid who was like such a cocksucking piece of shit who should have died immediately. Oh, yeah. Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. Corey Stoll died so that kid could fucking continue living. Bullshit. Yeah, it's fucked. He caused the fucking Holocaust that fucking made the uh, Walker things live. Like, fuck him. How does, why would you let him live? You should have murdered him immediately <laughs> for that. They should stop putting kids in shows. Yeah, unless you're going to kill him immediately. I want to I wanna see, like, Stranger Things, but with adults who... <laughs> play D&D and live in their <laughs> parents' basements and shit. Just, uh, like, uh, yeah. just uh, uh, Sean Astin's character like comes back because he seems like he'd be the ideal oh, yeah. character for that situation. Because you gotta be fat, you know? has <laughs> gotta be fat dudes living in their basement and shit. Uh, yeah, I would like that show a lot better like that. The, the Goonies could be adults like who are drunk looking for treasure or whatever. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I would love that shit. <laughs> Looking for pirate treasure. Yeah. Any any movie that stars a child, I think they should just replace it with grown men. And that would be fucking great. Anyway, got anything else? You know what you want to read for next time? Oh, that's right. Fuck. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so next week, I want to read a book called Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. <laughs> so oh, wait, was that the one we were originally <laughs> going to read this week? Uh, yeah, that was that we were originally going to do it this week, but I wanted to do Walking Dead this week, so I changed it. So next week, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, which is kind of like that the Flintstones thing. It's like a reboot of the Scooby-Doo franchise. Oh. Just taking place on an apocalypse or something. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I don't really know where it goes or anything, but the, I, was, I saw the name and I'm like, yeah, that one. It's sold. I don't need to see anything else. I want to read Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. So that's what I want to read. How about you? I, I had something here, but after talking about the strain, I think I kind of want to read that if we can find it. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for that comic? one. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to look for that one online, but in the meantime, we're going to read this one called Umbrella Academy, Volume 1, Apocalypse Suit. Okay. I, I, I have no idea what it is, but I, I borrowed Rat Queens from the, uh, the library has this like online streaming service for a bunch of uh, stuff that they don't actually have physical copies of, and that's where I can read the Rat Queens at. I, I tried ordering the actual book, but they fucked up and sent a wrong, uh, they said some old ass Batman thing. So apparently, like the uh, uh, what do you call it? IGBM number four has changed in their system, and so I got the wrong item. So I was like panicking because I was running out of time to actually find it. But then I saw their uh, little like online only service that you can actually borrow like up to ten things at a time, and they had it on there. So I read it, and then it says people who read this also downloaded these as well, and it's it has a cool looking cover. And I read the little like intro for it. There's 47 extraordinary children with uh, superpowers who were born to some women mysteriously who, who weren't pregnant at the time, but they somehow gave birth to them. And like one man adopts like seven of them and he forms them into a superhero team. And then the uh, old man dies somehow in like a mysterious way. And so the seven of them are forced to come back together and like work together to figure out and solve his death, even though they've been estranged and hate each other. So it sounds like a kind of, it could be kind of awesome. It could be terrible, but it sounds it has potential, I think. Uh, yeah, let's have a try then. Sounds good. So it's, I guess we got in a in an apocalypse theme going on. Yeah. Next week. Nice. Then next week, then Scooby Doo, Apocalypse, Volume One, and Umbrella Academy, Volume One. What was the subtitle there? Apocalypse Suit. Apocalypse Suit. Okay. Apocalypse Suite, sorry. Whoops. Sweet. Apocalypse Suite? So it's I, like, it's an apartment or a it clothing? Was, hey, the, the title was cut off in the page, and I could only see, like, S-U-I-T until I actually pulled up the uh, screen. <laughs> so fuck off. Okay, it's now gotcha. that I can't read. <laughs> I think I've proven I can't read through all these book reviews. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anyway. Apocalypse Suit for next week. I'll put on my Apocalypse Suit. You can put on yours. Yeah. Okay. Follow me at D. Lewandowski. And at D. Stu the God for me. Giraffes HBT Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Patreon.com slash Giraffes HBT Pod, right? Nah, giraffes have black tongues. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues to donate to us and get our sweet ass DD Rat Queen style episodes for free. For well, donations. <laughs> but they come free with your donations. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, we should call it that. It's we're not selling anything, we're donating it to or we're giving it away to donors. Yeah, there you go. So that's what we do here. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel Burbank, for the music. Sorry, I like you. Soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank to check it out. Alright, so that's it. We'll see you. Oh, hold on. That's it for Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. See you next Friday. <laughs> well played.